And now, with thanks to Bright Ideas Lighting, Talbot Avenue at Lone. Building or renovating? They work with you to create a bespoke lighting plan for your home. Brightideas.ie. It's Wednesday, so time to sound the DIY klaxon. As Will brings in the expert for some hot housework action. His physique and profile make all the ladies smile. And his skills bring them ultimate domestic satisfaction. Mr. Fixit, Brian Clunan. Why are you here? I, you might be aware of this. I come in every Wednesday morning. Can we change that? <laughs> By the way, I was looking at a picture of you on the TV screen that you now have the TV cameras. You have, well, not TV, what do you call them? The cameras. Studio cameras. Studio yes. cameras. And uh, I have to say, it's a great camera system because it's very flattering to you. Like, you still look pretty dour on, on screen, but you look really, really dour in real life. Yeah, there's one challenge the cameras have yet to overcome. <laughs> the shine off my forehead, is it? Got there first, <laughs> well done. Full mark to Clinton. In yeah. case you're wondering, if you're a first-time listener, he is actually here to discuss DIY and to answer some questions. And the first comes from Anne-Marie in Mullingar, who says, we went to use our rattan furniture in the back garden at the weekend. But it's completely covered in green slime. Yet, we were told this is all-weather furniture and you don't need to bring it in for the winter. Must have bought it in Clunans. <laughs> What's the best thing to do with it? Yeah, look, in fairness, every, every product that's outside, everything that's outside this year in particular. So this has been, well, depending on your point of view, it is the worst year in years and years for algae unless you're a hardware shop selling algae killer, in which case it's been the best year in years and years for algae. We'll blame you for but, weather. Um, yeah, look, it won't, the algae won't have any negative effect. If it's an all-weather set, that would mean generally that it is a PVC rattan with an aluminium frame. So the aluminium frame is non-rust. The cheaper ones have a steel frame, which you would recommend bringing in a covering for the winter. Um, but, but you better bring it in. But... The green algae grows in everything. You know, you look at your, your fencing, your, uh, your patio, your tarmac, your walls, your dashing. It's just everywhere this year. Um, and the good news is you just spray on an algae killer and walk away. That's it. Just spray it on. It will not, the algae killers, the normal algae killers will have no negative effect at all on the rattan, on the frame, on anything. And you just leave it, it'll more or less disappear, but the next heavy shower of rain that God sends down will wash it off. And he's very reliable. He always, he always washes it off within a few days or a week at the most. He's very, very reliable. Especially in Ireland. And especially in Ireland, exactly. Mm. By the way, I was listening earlier to the, I, I was happened to be on a, on a bus last week in Dublin and um, there was, I, we ended up uh, chatting to an English tourist on the bus and we're getting off. And when he got off the bus, he says, I've never seen that before. And I said, what? He said, everybody said thanks to the bus driver. He had never seen it before. It's a courtesy. And he says, I travel by bus a lot in, in, at home in mm. England, he said. And uh, look, I know the, 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 the bad behaviour is absolutely horrifying and scary. But I just, I was, uh, I, you know, we all did it. We all just got off the bus. And, and there was a good few youngsters. Like I was with Joy, my daughter. And she said, you know, she said thanks. And, uh, but there was a lot of youngsters got off the bus and said thanks. And likewise, when you're abroad and you're getting off the bus, you can spot the Irish person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they say thank you. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, hey. and, the, and the bus driver kind of looks as, oh, what was that? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. An aside. 
That was a digression. So um, algae killer, spray it on, leave it, wash it, God mm. will wash it off. Do you know what's really annoying? Let's say you, you, your house, and you have a house next door uh, neighbour, and they decide they're going to spray. Oh. <laughs> okay, and yes. then their house is perfect and there's no algae. And then yours is still green. Yeah. Really puts the pressure on. Yeah, I was in... And if you happen to have an industrial unit, let's say a radio station, and the side wall... Is completely covered in algae. Yes, and then the neighbouring unit, and hello to our friends next door. I've noticed the side wall of your your, uh, unit before. Um, yeah, I was in that, a housing that be a estate for the operations manager. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a housing estate a while ago, and uh, I was delivering something. And there were four houses in a row, and three of the houses had obviously sprayed off the red algae killer, and the one in the middle, like there was the same weather conditions, everything was the same. The only difference was that somebody had obviously sprayed the red algae killer on the other three houses, and then the one in the middle just looked absolutely awful because it stood out like a sore thumb and maybe you know rented accommodation or empty the house maybe might have been empty for some reason or you just never know what the or just someone living in it who just doesn't care who owns it doesn't care but it looks so so bad and the problem is that the spores when you spray off if you live in in that in the other two two, three houses and you've sprayed off the red algae but because the spores from the middle house if you want to call it are still there and spreading, the red algae will be quicker coming back because it is a contagion that spreads. And uh, those, in spite of the doing, the killing off the existing algae, it will come back all the quicker now because the other house hasn't done it. Need a favour. Need a favour. Yes. You, who is very good at saying hello to people and making them feel important. (laughs) Me. So, my friend, Sheila Ennis and Tracy Ennis, they were in touch because... We had a request on Midlands 103 some weeks ago for Bridge Delaney in Pulla. And hello to Christopher and Colin and Alison and Anya and Wesley and Kieran as well. But Bridge was on the toilet when we <laughs> called out the request. What great friends friends Bridge has that they, they phone in this and tell pass that information on. Well, they didn't say whether it was a number one or a number two, at least. <laughs> So we have to say hello to Bridge Delaney again. Okay. Well, maybe we should actually tell Bridge Delaney that we're going to say hello to her in a few minutes and not be on the toilet when we say hello. So, Bridge, time to stop squatting and come to the radio. (laughs) Job done. DIY Dilemmas sorted with Mr Fixit thanks to Bright Ideas Lighting at Talbot Avenue Athlone building or renovating we work with you to create a bespoke lighting plan for your home. Brightideas.ie Brian Clunan is here from Clunan's Hardware in Tullamore until 11. And there's another event you want to mention. No, not an event. No, I just, I have a supplier and they have thousands of medical masks. So surgical type masks. It's the string type where you tie them top and bottom. They have surgical gowns. They have the surgical goggles. They have, um, I'm trying to think what else they have. But here's the thing. They want to give them away but they want to give them away to a charity or something like that. So if anybody knows of any, it, it'll probably go to the third world, mm. but the logistics of getting them there is the next stage. So if anybody knows if they're involved with an African, an Asian, a third world, a Ukrainian, whatever, a charity that would use these masks, etc., 
they will be supplied FOC once the bona fides of the, the organisation is, is, is cleared and then it's up to them to, to transport them out there. But if anybody has an interest in it, maybe let the station know or let myself know and we'll put the two people in contact with each other. OK. Ronan Scully, if you're listening, could be... Uh, I've, already, I've already let Ronan know. Ah, OK. Yeah. First name that came to mind. Colm in Roscommon asks, if he sprays algae killer on the tarmac, will that kill the moss as well or does he require a separate moss killer? No, it will kill the moss as well. The only difference is... When you're spraying algae, any fine day, so I sprayed algae, actually I meant to check it this morning before I left the house, I sprayed algae Monday afternoon, I'm off on a Monday afternoon, and late Monday afternoon I sprayed the algae, and I'm sure it's all dead now. Um, so I don't you're going see, to check it with a view to what? Just to look at it and see is it all gone. <laughs> um, you wanted to admire your hand. Yes, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. I don't see the house in daylight, you see, at this time of the year, so I, I, sh- I could have looked at it last night with a torch, but I didn't. But anyway... Um, with algae, you spray out a light coating. But with moss, if it's heavy moss, you need to drench it. And any fine day will do the algae. But the problem with the moss is, because the moss holds a lot of water, if it's saturated, so heavy rain yesterday, nice day today, it'll still be saturated from yesterday. So it won't work. So you just need slightly better weather conditions before you apply the moss killer. So a, a windy day yesterday, so a wet day <clears throat> What's this Wednesday? So you could have a rain on, on Monday, wind all day yesterday, but no rain, and a dry day today, it'll probably be fine to do the moss because the moss will have dried out in the wind. But light spray with the algae, drench the, the moss. But the very same stuff does both. Did you get caught short again? <laughs> he keeps bringing in his pee bottle. <laughs> it's orange. It's, I promise you it's orange. I'm not tasting it. <laughs> Morning, lads. Our 14-year-old was in a friend's house on Pancake Tuesday and her pal made pancakes, which our girl raved about. So last Sunday, she decided to do the same. Great. Unfortunately, she made enough mixture for 12 people and there are three of us in the house. Oh, the loads end... of pancakes. Great. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. The end result was she poured the unused pancake which was over half the mix oh, no. down the kitchen sink. Oh, right. I have tried supermarket drain-on blocker. I have tried many other magic solutions. None of them have worked. Can Harry Potter come to the rescue? <laughs> no, but hopefully Brian Clooney can. I well, maybe I'm a bit like Harry Potter with the glasses, not the hair. I know, uh, uh, I don't have the hair. hair. He had yeah. a weak head of hair. Yeah. Um, well, look, I suppose the very first thing you'd always try is a bit of boiling water straight down. So boiling water and a plunger, but be careful not to splash boiling water up on yourself with the plunger. Um, but failing that, uh, I think you'll need the stronger drain and blocker, which is acid-based. But you'll be very, very careful with it. And you'll be very careful that there's none of the, ori- the other drain and blocker that you try to use. So if you mix two drain and blockers, such as the acid one and a caustic soda-based one, you'll get an explosion. And you do not want an explosion in your kitchen. So Sorry, I thought we were back in Bridge Delaney's house. <laughs> you don't want a, an explosion anywhere, in the toilet or the, the kitchen. Um, uh, so I would say try the boiling water and the plunger. That doesn't work. Get the, drain, the acid drainer blocker in your local hardware shop or plumbing shop and just put in very small amounts at a time. 
I mean, at the beginning, very small. And by which I mean, you know, nearly a capful. But just pour in a small amount, leave it two minutes, see what happens. If there's gurgling and so on, keep putting in small amounts until you've used about half a bottle. And then with any drain and blocker, it doesn't matter whether it's the, the caustic soda-based one, the, the organic one, the sodium hydroxide, the uh, sulfuric acid, any of those. Once they break everything down and soften everything up, you want to flush everything away. So it's a volume flush you need. So sometimes when you tell someone, now you need to wash it away or flush it away, they think that means turn on the tap. Turning on the tap is not going to work. And the analogy I always give is, if you put down half a roll of toilet paper into a toilet bowl and stood with a garden hose for an hour, point, you know, on, pointing this garden hose into the... Yeah. It's, it's never going, going to nowhere. flush it away. Yeah. So you need a flush. So what you need to do is fill up the sink to its absolute maximum and pull the plug and maybe have a, a, a bucket of water as well. And in this case, because it's flour and egg and all of that mixed together, hot water is better to flush it away than cold water. So fill up the sink with hot water, fill a bucket full of hot water and pull the plug and pour. So you have a huge volume of water and the weight of all that water. It's the weight of the water. It's not just the volume, it's the weight of the water that creates pressure on the, pi- the pipes to flush everything out. And that will work. Next query from Bernie. What seal could we use on a stone-clad house? It's finished like a stone cottage. Five years on, it feels like it's time for a concrete sealer. So what would you recommend? Yeah, so there are lots of different... They're all called water sealer. They're all basically a water-based sealer. Um, It does make a big difference. It makes the stone look better. Um, It makes it waterproof, which means you're much, much less likely to get algae growing out in the future. Um, And it makes it waterproof to stop uh, water coming through the stone because brick and stone can become very porous with age. And funny enough, one of the worst things you can do with stone like that is to power wash it because when you power wash something, you do make it more porous. The, the water tends to be so hard on it, it can ab- abrade. It can, it's like using sandpaper on the surface of the stone. And that means it's more porous, more likely to get algae in the future. So when you put out a water seal, it just it does what it says. It seals. And all, nearly every water, every, uh, they call it water seal because it's water-based. It's really nice stuff to use in that it is milky white, which means you know exactly what you've done, but it dries out crystal clear. And the funny thing about it is it's very unusual. Most times we tell people it's really important to allow, you know, 12 hours between coats of paint, even though it's dry in an hour or two, it cures over a longer period of time and it will be much better if if you're painting the outside of your house, you're far better to do it second coat the following day as opposed to a few hours later if you can. In this particular case, it is essential that the second coat goes on while the first coat is still wet. So it has to go on within a a, a couple of hours at least of the first coat going on. And the other thing that's important is that you, you go up and down. So if you look at a wall, you're going up and down for the first coat. 
but you're going at a right angle to that over and back with the second coat. And the reason for that in this case in particular is stone is very uneven. And if you do two coats in the same direction, you would probably miss a little bit because of the angle of the stone. Mm. And therefore, that will look different and will, will also be more likely to let water in. So a second coat has to go over and back. And if you can, you better use a brush than a roller. But if you're using a roller, use an extra deep pile roller to make sure you're getting plenty of it on. Pete the plumber, coming back to the pancake mix down the sink, oh, yeah. suggests filling the sink with boiling water adding half a pint of bleach, pull the plug, walk away, leave it for 20 minutes before you rinse. Very good. Everything's worth a try. Yep. Now, it's coming up on a quarter to 11. And sometimes a photo really helps in a situation. So next is a problem with a door handle. If you want to WhatsApp the picture to me of any challenge around the house, Here's how you do it. Mr. Fix-It on Midlands 183 with Bright Ideas Lighting, Talbot Avenue Athlone. Official stockists of Laura Ashley Lighting and Mirrors. See our dedicated Laura Ashley Boutique in store. Brightideas.ie Brian Clunan is here from Clunan's Hardware in Tullamore until 11. After 11, a new report shows multiple failures in mental health treatment in both Portlaoise and the Midlands prisons. But what is the solution? And... To be fair, is the situation all that different outside the prison? Plus, the Portlaoise Panthers are looking for a new home. What sort of greenfield site could house one of the most successful basketball teams in the Midlands? Plus, the West Mees Bachelor Festival is coming back, bigger and better than ever for 2024. Kieran has sent a picture of a door handle, the outside door handle, he says there is a mechanical problem internally where the shaft wears down the handle and it needs replacing every six months or so. Yeah, so look, I, looking at the handle, I think it's an internal handle on an outside door, maybe, but it shouldn't happen. Um, so most handles will go for years without that happening. So is there some reason that the door is under pressure? That is take, it's very hard to turn the, the bar. So you have, you have a lock in the door and you have a square bar that goes through the door and that goes into each of the handles and that's what turns the, the, the bar that, mm. that opens the lock in the first place. So, unless, so the bar is very hard. The bar is steel and a lot of the handles have an alloy part in there. Ah. So you might be better going for a different type of handle, one that's slightly more industrial. Um, and there's loads of different ones out there. The stainless steel, they're not expensive. The stainless steel ones, if, it's, if, it's, if the metal is on an alloy part, which I think that one is, um, that would be part of the reason for it. But you'd still so wonder... if there's any sort of resistance it, at all, exactly. if, then if it's, it's going to wear the alloy. Yeah. yeah. So we get all the time, we get somebody who wants to... Replace, this is in the shop we'd get somebody who wants to replace the locks or replace the handles in the door because the door is hard to close hard to open and very often the first thing we always say hold on hold on before you replace anything open the door and when the door is hanging in the open position does the, the tongue and the lock go out p- perfectly easily does the, the, the tongue is the part that locks with the key um, and then sorry the bolt is the, does the bolt go in and out and the tongue go in and out so the bolt is the part that locks with the key and the tongue is the part that goes in with the handle and if it's all working perfectly well when the door is hanging open it's nine times out of ten the door has is after sagging a little bit on the hinges the hinges are worn the, ho- the door now is finding it very hard 
the tongue is not going in where it was originally designed to go in. It's going in a little bit lower or the door is warped a little bit with the rain and it's, it's not just meeting up correctly. And when they take off the receiver, drop it down a little bit and put the receiver back on again, it all works perfectly. They didn't need a new lock at all. Um, so that could be the case here. It could be a little bit tight because the door has sunk on the hinges. Now, I'm not sure how handy Kieran is, but what if he's not handy, who would he call? Who would well, help? I would say take off the handle and just bring the handle back into wherever, wherever he got it, point it out and say, can I get a better version of this? Mm. But definitely check and see, is the, is the door under pressure and is that the reason for all the wear? Mary has a quick question coming back to algae and moss killers. Moss on the roof slates, what would do the job? Very same. All the moss and algae killers will do that. Uh, a lot of them tend to be the same. Look at the dilution rate. Look at the best value you can get for the dilution rate because that's important. And again, with the roof, it is, you're going to a lot of trouble because you have to get somebody up there to do it. So make sure the weather conditions are right. The moss has got to be dry enough to absorb it and you don't want heavy rain in the next in the uh, 24 hours after you put it on you don't want heavy rain it needs to work and then once the moss has gone brown and crumbly you can either gently power wash it off and you have to be very careful about power washing a roof not to make it more porous but a very gentle power washing um, or a stiff brush will take away all the dead moss once it's dead you, it's very hard to take off when it's alive but once it's dead it comes off quite easily Joe swears by WD-40, he says it will unstiffen any lock, which is generally true, but I imagine if this lock is less than six months old, it shouldn't be stiff to begin with. Well, I don't think it's, it's the handle that's... Sorry, the yeah, handle, yes. It's the handle. So nine times out of ten, I mean, Joe's quite right, great product. But if if the tongue, if you can imagine, your, you know, the tongue of the lock, the bolt of the lock are going into a square receiver and the, the tongue is now dropping and rubbing off the bottom of the receiver because the, the hinge has sunk a little bit. So instead of cleanly going into the hole, it's dragging itself across the bottom of the square receiver. And that's meeting resistance and it's putting pressure on it. And then even opening it. So closing it, it's hard. Opening it, it's hard. Because it's dragging off the bottom of something that it's not supposed to be dragging off. So very often just dropping the receiver or moving the receiver out can make such a difference. Mary and Athlone has been told. Has been told, yes. Someone that, said. That if she uses caustic soda to clean the kitchen sink, that when water is then poured in, the caustic soda will go hard like concrete. Will this happen? No. No, definitely not. So once, once you dilute... So sometimes people make the mistake when they're using caustic soda as a drainer blocker, they put the crystals straight down the sink without diluting them first. Yes, that, that will be hard to break up because it's in a very confined area. But if you mix caustic soda in a clear bottle, shake it all up, it won't all settle down into the bottom of the clear bottle. So if you're in doubt, do that test and you'll know, you'll, you'll know straight away. So if you use it properly, correct, you don't have to worry. And like I would always say, to, did she say to clear a sink or clean a sink? It sounded like it's, you said clear, clean. It says clean here. Yeah. No, you wouldn't use caustic soda for cleaning a sink. But like one of the things I have to say, just to, if you have a stainless steel sink and you want to clean it, just get a rag or a piece, piece of kitchen roll and pour some bleach onto it and just rub it all around the sink without washing it off and leave it for a few hours and it'll be absolutely spotless um, after a couple of hours.
Next question. Uh, I work in a school, says this caller, and one of the toilets is constantly blocked. Should I go for a plumber or drain doctor? And they have done us the favour of sending a picture, which I'm not going to... You can imagine. (laughs) Yes, there's plenty of brown stuff and plenty of toilet paper and there's not a lot of movement. Mm. Well, actually, there are lots of movements, but the wrong kind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you see, sometimes if it's constantly blocked, um, unfortunately, that could be how the pipe is meeting the junction. Or it can be that there is a deposit that's very hard to shift of whatever it is. Now, what I mean by that, I mean, it can be grout or adhesive from somebody washing out the tools as they did the tiling. And that's very hard to shift. But it's not. <laughs> it's not. No, no, no. It's, it's causing it's wash- causing this. No, no, it's washing out the stools, not the tools. <laughs> so, uh, look, I would say call the plumber if you don't want to take it on yourself. But it's surprising what the problem here is that if 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 it's if there's a build up there, the best thing to do is remove as much of the build up out of the bowl as you can from one bowl into the other. Oh, and yeah, then no, 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 this is further down the chain. There you go. If I have to see it, you have to see All it. Right, okay. Um I would say well if it's there is the problem. If it's flowing as far as there, I get this so what we're looking at there is a manhole with a build up of toilet paper and so on in it. <laughs> and so on. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, physically remove as much as you can and then just plunge, plunge, plunge from there and uh, then you can try your, your drainer blocker in the toilet itself. Once, once there's any degree of movement, you can use the drainer blocker in the toilet. And actually there is, I'll tell you what there is, there's a really good toilet plunger. Every school, honestly, should have a toilet plunger. So it's, it's, it's this is exactly the same as a sink plunger, but it's designed to fit down into the toilet bowl. But it holds a lot of water, which means it creates a lot of pressure. So it's it's like a two-litre bottle that's flexible mm. and it's tapered down. So imagine turning the two-litre bottle upside down in the toilet bowl. And the it's, it has, it holds, when you push down on it, it, it pushes out all the water that's in it, which would be two, three litres. And it creates, you just keep plunging, plunging, plunging. Get more and more force. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And c- continue to plunge. And it will do a remarkable job on most toilets without the need for any chemical. So, so every, it's a every specific toilet plunger. It's a toilet plunger, yeah. Final comment. Niall says, our trick for cleaning a dirty stainless steel sink is to fill it up with boiling water pop in one or two dishwasher tablets, leave for a few hours. You end up with a dirty scum on the top of the water. But when you drain that away, you're left with a shiny, cleany sink. Yeah, I would say it's... Whatever the a cleany Cleany sink. Is, yeah. I'd say it's the bleach in the, in the dishwasher. Ta- there is a little bit of bleach in the dishwasher tablet. But I've heard that before and it's a great idea. It's also a good thing if you have, a, if you have say, a crystal vase hmm. that you know, has that water deposit on it that's hard to get off. The dishwasher tablet does that as well. Why are you still here? Is it up? Time up? Time up. up. <laughs> Back next Wednesday, 20 past 10. Thanks, Will. today's Mr. Fix-It in association with Bright Ideas Lighting, Talbot Avenue F. Lone, your destination for LED bulbs, bespoke lighting for vaulted ceilings and kitchen lighting. Brightideas.ie It's almost 11 o'clock. Time to see the 241 range at Michael Moore, Port Arlington, VW.ie